are you doing? I'm doing right. Not much, not much exciting going on. Nothing um, exciting. Did the magic show happen yet? Or are you still preparing for what? Well, we've done a kind of walkthrough of it. Um, we haven't done a dress rehearsal exactly, but we did a walkthrough of all of the tricks okay. that we have prepared. And so, you know, I think that's good enough for us to go ahead and try and put on a show for uh, the activity day kids because, sure. you know, it doesn't have to be perfect. They'll enjoy it. And our thought was we would do it with the activity day kids first. And then we'd kind of think about how it went. And if we wanted to make any adjustments, then we could make them before we found a different audience. So, you know, they'll be our guinea pigs. So we have not done that. Um, I think this month it's missionary month. So last week and then this week and next week and the week after. It's a, a bunch of activities for that. Yep. So Being completely taken over. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And we were going to go camping, but then um, there's only two deacons. So one of them couldn't go. So we had to postpone that. And this weekend, uh, one of the adult leaders can't go. And I think the following weekend can't go. So I hope we go the week after that. It's surprisingly challenging to coordinate a camping trip with so <laughs> so few people. Well, I guess with a larger group, if somebody said they couldn't come, then you'd just do it anyways. But with the smaller yes. group, it's just like if anyone says they can't go, then it's not happening. So there's a fine line somewhere in there. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, I, if it was six of us going and one couldn't go, we'd just go. So yeah, that's what it is. But you'd also think with only a few people, most of them, the chances of any you'd one of them not being able to go. Out. Yeah. Eh, anyway, yeah, our plans to go um, shooting. So we're gonna go to Little Indian Creek Reservation or Little Indian Reservation. I can't remember what it's called. It's the it's the conservation area, not reservation. Okay. Little Indian Creek Conservation Area. The one that's got a shooting range. Were we there a while ago? It's got like kind of the, the skate area and then it's got like the target practice area. Yeah, it's yeah. just do it yourself. There's no uh there's no person sure, like sure, a JA sure. hinges. So Aaron's got his twelve gauge and I'm thinking about buying a shotgun too. I've got the twenty gauge, but twenty gauge is just really hard to um hard to hit skeet with for you know, for well for anybody, but I think it'd be pretty challenging for the boys to hit. I don't know. Shotguns yeah. not that much. So I'm thinking about buying a 12 gauge. I don't know. I don't really have much use for it other than this. But on the other hand, it's only like 300 bucks. So maybe I'll just get one. Seems like the American thing to do. Add to my gun collection. <laughs> Being down here in the South, I mean, everybody loves their guns. Just we talked to so many people and they're like, yeah, I, I could probably get you guys a gun, you know, like I, if, if something bad happens, just come over to my house. I'll, I'll get you guys up and you're like, we can't handle firearms, but all right. <laughs> yeah. It is fun to go shooting ski or shooting uh, on occasion. So I just, what but I that, really need is not I just, your thing. It's just... Well, not enough to buy a whole bunch of guns. What I need is a few more friends that have guns that I can borrow and then I'll be set. So there we go. That was my, that was my mentality with magic. The gathering was you not know, all be that guy. Everybody else can borrow cards off of, and I just have to have a large enough group of friends that are willing enough to try it out and stuff. And it worked out pretty well. Yep. My investment was not in vain versus 
other things where it was just like, yep, they have the thing. Mo- mostly video games and consoles and stuff where it's just like, I'm not going to invest in that. And we'll rely on you having the majority of their equipment in order to play. Yeah, as a group, we can all have all the stuff. Yep, exactly. So did you hand out those medallion things? I did. They loved them so much. Oh, I forgot to get a picture with them. Um, I might be able to get everyone to get a picture tomorrow. Okay, that's what's going to happen. Right. They they loved them. They did love them. They thought the world about those things. I'm happy that I was able to give everyone pieces of, you know, pieces of wood that everyone got <laughs> yeah. really excited about. Yeah. I mean, I, like it is something that's really cool and stuff. You know, to me, it's only slightly dampered by the fact that, you know, I go home and you've just got like boxes out, the wazoo and all these other things. But it is like, it's a meaningful thing. And Ron got it and just like, that's my district on the coin. And so they all left that super much, super, like a whole bunch. And then um, Sarah made earrings for everybody, except for me and my companion. We got necklaces and they all love those earrings. And I, I took a video of everyone with their earrings on and they all love that. So what kind of earrings are they? Um, Sarah put together um, earrings that they've got three little um, spherical stones, like kind of beads on them. And then they hang down a little bit. They aren't studs. They're kind of like hangy earrings. Um, and that we, we, as a missionary, uh, as missionaries, we teach three really big lessons. The, the first lesson is about Joseph Smith. The second lesson is about the plan of salvation. The third lesson is on the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so we, uh, we've been talking a lot about those lessons, especially considering we actually have a new missionary in our district. Um, and so um, at the end of our discussion on the gospel of Jesus Christ, um, I handed out those earrings and everyone was like, what? This is awesome. And I, you know, it's, it's been fun getting to see all the sister missionaries, like kind of wear them as like part of their normal attire. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, you should get a picture of that too. Sarah might think that's fun. And I, I've got a video of it, a full video of everyone showing it off. So I, I need to send that. I, I was actually hoping to watch that with Sarah tonight. Um, so probably going to go do that in a second. So I am a little confused though. You said you taught a lesson and then handed them out. What, was this like a practice Kinda. lesson or what? Every Wednesday, we gather as a district and we have a little discussion that happens on Wednesday. And then that discuss, so I'm the district leader. I get to decide what the discussion is. Um, Well, I decided that for three discussions in a row, three weeks in a row, we've been talking about first Joseph Smith, second, on salvation, third, gospel of Jesus Christ. And I later found out um, like after the third lesson was done, um, Sister Bazell, the missionary who's training, who is a brand new missionary, it actually lined up exactly with um, the weeks that she was practicing teaching those lessons to investigators. Um, it was so it was really awesome to see like she learned those 
as we were talking about them. Um, and it was, it just lined up super perfectly. So after our third discussion, I handed them out at our meeting. Yeah, it's always nice to hand out stuff. It really is. Our, so our district, we have um, one set of sisters is called the SCLs or the sister training leaders. They are in charge of all the sisters in the entire zone. We have three districts in our zone. Um, well, they talk with our zone leaders who are also in charge of the zone. And they are constantly bragging about how our district is the best district. And the zone leaders poke fun at them and say, that's just because Elder Lamb bribes you guys to say that. Um, and Hey, but you just because you're bribing them doesn't mean the, the feelings aren't real. The feelings are very real, I think. I think those coins are real coins. Those earrings are real earrings, you know? And so... I, it, well, everyone's, I love my district so much. It's really hard to put it into words. And I find my love language is often giving gifts. Um, and so it's, it's awesome to have this, it's like this love filled, um, district of tons of missionaries. It's really nice. How many are in your district? Um, eight missionaries, including me and my companion. Um, and four of those missionaries are in a quad, AKA they cover the same area and they live in the same apartment. And then two missionaries cover, um, a different city called Weston. They live in their own apartment. Um, and it's just, it's really nice to be really close knit with this group. Um, being able to spur each other on, um, be able to talk about small problems, just quickly throw out ideas for how to solve those problems. Yeah, I know in your previous area, you didn't feel quite as connected. So well, I guess you should definitely in, be on the lookout to make sure everybody in your district is is feeling connected, not just you. I guess right. you're probably looking for that. In Slidell, that was my previous area. Um, I'm not sure why we didn't feel connected. I think a big reason was, I guess, it's hard to put it into words. Um, so currently, you know, I, we're the only set of elders and we are with six other sister missionaries. And so we, me and my companion are able to adapt our mannerisms and adapt our, um, your conversations and we're able to enjoy being with them. And we could basically act like sister missionaries and it works out very well because all the other sister missionaries don't have to adjust all that much. Well, in my previous area, we had um, too much variety. We had a set of sister missionaries. We had eight, uh, elder missionaries, all four, uh, and a bunch of them were in different areas. And all of us just kind of like, like we had ever so slight 
different things that we really enjoyed doing. And so during times when we gathered, well, this set of missionaries would all gather together and have their, you know, socializing thing. And this set of missionaries all gathered together and had their socializing things. The sister missionaries usually just kind of like took off basically, um, just because they didn't really feel like anyone was putting in effort to connect with them. Well, in my district right now, we're all putting in, you know, boatloads of effort to connect really well with each other. And it pays off. So a few years ago um, at work, it was real popular for everybody to trash meetings and say how waste of how big a waste of time it was to have meetings and you know how the only thing better than a uh, like the best meeting is no meeting you know these kinds of statements um there was definitely okay. something something in the air because like linkedin had all these articles about wasteful meetings and how much they sap up everyone's time and everything and so the um head of biotechnology at the time um, at the beginning of the year, he um, had been to a bunch of meetings that were like these project reviews. People were talking about what their projects were. And anyway, he just spent like all day in meetings for several days. And then he had sent this big email to the entire biotech organization, essentially um, letting everyone know that his goal this year was to have fewer meetings. And so it just really contributed to this feeling of everyone felt like it was cool. I don't know if cool is the right word, but people suddenly were grumbling and complaining about meetings all the time. And um, so I started looking up articles about this because it didn't seem intuitive to me that all of this grumbling was based in reality. Like if all these meetings are such a big waste of time and, and completely ineffective, then how come everybody, you know, every organization does them? So anyway, I started looking into that and there's definitely a lot of um, information you can find about how to have better meetings. Uh, there's ways to do meetings much more effectively. And, and um, I think what I really concluded from that is that there's different purposes to meetings and um, not understanding what the purpose of your meeting is can or having different expectations around the purpose of the meeting can make it a really different experience for different people. Um, people that organize meetings would often talk about how good the meeting was and um, how useful it was and how well it went. These are surveys that are that are you know done. Sure, by sure. Probably people getting PhDs in business or something you know, or are doing these kinds of studies. Um, anyway, people that run the meetings tend to have a higher opinion of how good the meetings are than the people that attend the meetings. Anyway, I, I concluded from that that there's a real need for teams to have meetings that are not extremely structured, that don't have a super tight agenda that you have to bang, 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 get through all your information and do whatever effective decision making you're going to do. Like there's certainly a role for that too. But there's also, I think, a lot of value in teams having kind of loosely structured meetings that are, you know, kind of a waste of time, you could say. Not frequently, not all the time. No one's got time for that. But just occasionally, really, it's a time to be together and just kind of interact and socialize and feel like you're part of a group. And um, I 
of course, some people have a stronger need to feel that, you know, that connection than others. I certainly uh, don't enjoy working all by myself. I like to be part of a group and like to feel like, you know, my projects are connected to other people. And I like to hear about the successes of my teammates and so forth. Um, and, you know, other people are more content to, to have their own project. And But anyway, I think everybody has um, a certain amount of interacting with other people that is pleasant and makes it makes it feel good to be part of a group. And, and of course, you can overdo it. So I don't know. I It was helpful to hear um, like that most people really being negative about meetings because it kind of forced me to look into it and think about it a little bit more and think about what kinds of meetings I conduct, you know, and what the purpose of them are. And I've tried to be more deliberate. Um, so one of the uh, pieces of advice that I read that I've tried to do is when you have meetings to be more explicit about what the purpose of the meeting is. And in many cases, um, that can go a long way towards uh, helping people feel that the meeting's useful. Because if you're having a meeting where you need someone to be at that meeting because um, you need their input on one little thing and it's a half an hour meeting, but really you just need them there for one thing, like they need to hear a little bit of stuff and then they need to weigh in on some decision you're making and that's it. So if someone knows that's what they're in the meeting for, then they can tune out for most of it, you know, safely tune out. They can basically be, feel, you know, permitted or, or not feel like they're being rude. And then you can, when it's about that time, you can say, hey, uh, you know, hey, Beth, um, you know, going to need your input on this here in just a minute. And then they can pay attention for five minutes and then tune right back out again at that point or, or you know, or leave the meeting. Um, and then other times you want someone to be at a meeting because you're really looking for their input on something. And if they know that, um, then as they're listening and participating, they have that in mind and, and they're, they're able to be even more effective in how they can accomplish whatever it is you had in mind for them being there. And I think that when people know what they're being asked to do in a meeting, a meeting that might otherwise seem kind of silly and like, what am I doing here? Um, could probably be a little more effective. But I guess, you know, on the other hand, there's other ways to do a lot of stuff. You can send emails and uh, message each other on different messaging apps and so forth. But so I'm going to write yeah. some stuff down that you just said. Yeah. And I wouldn't try it over. I wouldn't try it overly hard to perfectly structure no. every meeting because it's just becomes too much work to do. And the, there's a diminishing value to the effort you put in to organize it. But, you know, on the other hand, having a sense of what you're trying to accomplish will increase the likelihood that you'll accomplish it. So if part of your meeting is to establish a good rapport and to help everybody feel motivated and feel connected, um, then you might conduct your meeting accordingly. Yep. Can I, can I share with you what our meetings typically look like? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. So um, our meetings, they're called district council, district council together. Um, pretty hitching name. Um, in district council, I the purpose does shift looking at it. Mm -hmm. It does shift 
Um, and the purpose that we had in Slidell consistently is different from the purpose that we've had here in Jones in that Jonesboro wrestling district. Um, we have an opening hymn. We have an opening prayer that sets the tone of the meeting. Usually, um, we state our purpose. We all get up and you know, say the say our missionary purpose together. Um, we Is that some kind of chant, re- chant that you all do? Yeah, it's basically a chant, uh, and it's <laughs> yeah. It, it, I, I hate chants. I hate chants. I, I hate them so much. Yeah, the erotic, the erotic priesthood theme. Every uh, every deacon score meeting we have, we do our little yeah. chant, and it just feels so weird to me. I'm like, dude, we're just chanting. Well, this is so bizarre. But whatever. I, I I look back at elementary school, and we did the pledge of allegiance every yeah. single morning, <laughs> which also feels like, weird. Yeah, it also feels weird, and like no other country tends to do that a whole lot. You know, it's a very big American thing. No, I'm, um, I'm, I'm so, sure there's countries that have their own chance that they do. Yeah, their... yeah. I, but I don't know. For some reason, everyone's like, God, make sure we say the chant. So I, I make sure I look yeah. everyone dead yeah. in the eye as I'm saying it. And <laughs> it... <laughs> you should walk in circles. Our purpose and... <laughs> is to invite others to come into Christ by helping them receive the restored gospel. The faith in Jesus Christ, his atonement, repentance, and bapti- baptism, receive- and receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost, and enduring to the end. Everyone everyone gets a nice long stare by Elder Lamb. Yep, so we say that, um, and it's just how it goes. Uh, we talk, uh, someone is asked to prepare um, a small missionary standard uh, to talk about just something to refine the group really quickly. We have our what, what do you mean? A, what do you mean a missionary standard? So we have a book of standards uh, for missionaries, um, talking you know, ranging from like this is what you need to do on a daily basis to like what you need to wear or um, you know, do not use power tools. So <laughs> don't borrow that gun from the person who's do, telling you you need please it. Please do not handle firearms. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about being remaining temple worthy and you know, a wide variety of stuff. And so someone is asked to um, prepare a standard to talk about very briefly, bear their testimony, um, talk about how they see that um that standard, how we might think about it a little bit differently. Um, I haven't really heard anything revolutionary when talked about in this section yet, um, but I do know that it, it is important just to have us kind of remember that there are missionary standards that we should constantly be aware so, of. Yeah, what do you think? What do you think um, having that standard section is accomplishing? I'm not entirely sure. I think depending on the... So I'll send out assignments and I'll have everyone... I'm in a small enough district that every single person is guaranteed to do something every single time. And so what that means is from one district council to the next, everybody... At some point, somebody will get a chance to talk about a standard. Yep. Um, And I think it's... 
well, oftentimes the the person who learns the most is the teacher, you know, that, that kind of statement. I think maybe that applies to the standard, uh, to this standard moment as well, which is somebody can go and they can find a standard that for some reason they want to share and then they can think a little bit more deeply about it. Yeah, um, it gives everybody it. it gives everybody an opportunity to contribute to the meeting. So it's a way yep. of helping people feel that they have a stake in the meeting and, and that they're yep. contributing. Um, also, these sort of culture setting activities that you're describing, those are pretty common in corporate settings too. So for I example, um, we at Monsanto, every team meeting, or at least, well, I mean, I guess there's so many different little tiny teams, maybe not every team meeting did this, but, or every team did this, but certainly at the next level up, um, like a platform meeting, which would be a, several teams combined, um, you would almost always at those meetings have a safety uh, component, which would be kind of like your standards. And it would be yep, various yep. themes. People could choose what they wanted. And, you know, I I, I think that, that we were so safe. Um, I mean, I couldn't ever point to anyone actually having ever been hurt on any team I was on. But I think part of the reason for that is by um, putting, you know, this little safety moment as like the beginning or right near the beginning, but a, a, a component of every big meeting that you had equivalent to your strategy and your, you taking turns presenting on the science that you've done and, and whatever other big announcements that have to be made, whatever team like activities you're equal doing, share. it's just always part of it. And it reinforces the. Uh, cultural norm that safety is really important and should be taken seriously. Now, I mean, that's in, th in theory what it could do. Um, I think it did that. I think it did that. All these cultural activities uh, sort of sum up, I guess, to have some impact. It may be challenging to really measure exactly what the impact of any given one is. What you just described about letting uh, a different person do that section each time is a great idea because Everybody gets a chance to contribute and people can have fun with it if they want. Um, yep. Yep. Um, some people take it more seriously than others. Other, you know, some people are just like, all right, we're doing this and this with the standard moment. We're doing this in this way. Other people are just like, I'm going to read this standard. Please do not use power tools. Thank you, everybody. And that's about it. Um, we have a spiritual thought that's provided by someone. Those can range from anything uh, where they read that morning Book of Mormon or in the Bible, uh, something that they read elsewhere or an experience they had. Um, and then moving on, we have announcements. Any major announcements mm -hmm. I've been asked to share, any announcements that need to be shared. Uh, we talk about the statistics of our district really quick. Uh, we each... Uh, Individual as a companionship set goals with certain numbers that we've been asked to keep track of. And then we set them as a district as well. We set them as a zone. And so this is a time to look at those numbers, take a look at them, see where we're at, see what we need to be improving on, what we need to refocus on. Um, and then comes down to the, the core of the uh, district council, which is the discussion um, a person each week is asked to prepare and give a discussion. 
um, and various topics are chosen. As the district leader, I'm kind of, I'm supposed to assign a topic, which normally works out. Um, a lot of the time I've found that you're able to talk with the person that's giving the discussion. You can ask, all right, what do you think would be beneficial? And that sure. works out a little bit better. Um, not a revolutionary idea anyways. Um, we'll have a refinement. A refinement is something where, so we have the discussion, we talk, 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 and then we have a refinement, which is, all right, do something about it. Um, that refinement might look like a role play that we do in district council. It might look like some sort of activity we do inside of district council, or it might not be even, it might not even be something that we do inside of district council. It might be do, doing something outside of district council as a missionary. Okay. Um, and so the refinement is like, okay, now that we've talked about this thing, let's do specifically something um, to actually go and do, get our hands dirty, blah, blah, blah. Finally, we'll, uh, we'll close with two important segments, which is accounting and miracles. Accounting, each companionship has decided beforehand uh, a problem that they're having in their area. Um, usually it is in regards to a specific person that they want advice for, but sometimes it's more general stuff like how do we do this thing as you know, in our area. Um, and so this accounting time is each companionship is able to bring up an issue and the district is able to talk about it shortly and talk about some ways to overcome it. And then finally, we have miracles, which is everyone's getting jazzed up and pumped up and excited. Everyone shares a miracle, shares a wonderful, happy thing that happened in, to them in the last week. And it closes the meeting off very nicely. Everyone kind of ends on a positive note. We'll have a closing hymn, we'll have a closing prayer, and we'll eat lunch together. And lunch is awesome. Get to socialize a lot in that. Okay, sounds like a good time. So normally the district leader is supposed to conduct this whole meeting and run through each of the segments. Uh, but something that was advised to me and suggested to me was that I make other people conductors of the district council. And that idea has worked out very, very well. Um, yeah, people that are conducting meetings tend to think the meetings are better. <laughs> so yes, the more exactly, people that exactly. you can get to actually run the meeting, the better everyone will think the meeting is, even if it's not better. By the end of the transfers, if everybody has conducted a meeting, everyone will have had a wonderfully positive experience with district council. And they'll be like, wow, I love district council. This is a great use of our time. We need to do this all the time, every single Wednesday. And we do it. And um, it's a wonderful meeting. Sounds like those activities, those seem suitable for, for that kind of a meeting. So sounds good, Archer. I've got to go over and talk to Sarah share this awesome video with her thank you so much for talking with me this evening yeah of course